If I didn't care More than words can say If I didn't care Would I feel this way? Hello, Internet. Welcome back to Fallout. Hi, James. Hi, when we last left off, um, our party had uh, been picked up by the horsemen, at which point Lanzo promptly got in a scrap with their leader. I see what you did there. They had a battle. Yeah. He did not actually scrap their leader, though. <laughs> so, we're going to do a little bit of time lapse here. They have about a week of downtime, so I asked them to go ahead and tell me what they were going to do in that week. And they made some rolls, and I'm going to describe to you the effects of those rolls. Let me go back up a list. I made a bulleted list. Yes, you did. It had a lot of bullets. None of them were actually about bullets, though. Uh, Chris Yao, uh, you were the first person to send me things, so you, you get to be the first person to uh, get your things revealed. Cool. Could not have said hey. that in much more of a vague way. Reveal my thing, <laughs> that's James. That's why Josh is... And that's why Josh is laughing at me. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing at the context. All right. So Chris got a very good roll on his uh, crafts check and a decent enough roll on his science check. So he went back to Kismet Park, installed the radio system they found at the National Guard. Um, him and a bunch of the uh, repair crew put at the very top of the place and had great personal risk. Several people nearly fell off. Uh, they put a uh, radio tower up there to, um, you know, help the radio work. Oh, when I said uh, using Kismet Tower for scaffolding, I meant that it was probably, uh, it was probably uh, braced against Kismet Tower in some way. But that can work too. Oh, like I don't mean you converted the whole thing. I figure you just sort of built it around. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And on first use of it, you manage to get a general heading to the north, basically, but it's going to take some more fine-tuning to oh, get yeah. a more I accurate figured, read on where the iBot... I figured we wouldn't get a thing of that. I figured by scanning, by dialing into the iBot frequency, I'd get, like, I'd find a lot of other iBots, probably. Because I... Yeah, you I have a single I have a single point here. I need to... I have to create at least a second point in order to create a triangle. Right. So not long after you start the radio up, it starts making excited beeping, booping noises, and you start getting uh, transmissions from some of the other iBots. However, as of yet, the code is encrypted. Right. I'll have to add a two. I'll have to add an agenda two A. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Vespera, you want to talk feelings with Chris? It's on your list. Yes, um, was. Uh, um, so they have a lot of downtime, right? Yes. One week. Chris, Chris has some time in between building a radio antenna and trying to figure out what the iPods are doing. One week will get you about to uh, the looking for records part on your list. Oh, for me? Yeah. It's, it's been okay. one week since you took to me. You do not find that record. <laughs> Well, yeah, because it'll still be one week till he says he's sorry. It's true. 
Oh, fun fact. In Fallout, NASA is called the USSA. Huh. As it's Space Association? Yeah. That's weird because... Or administration. That's weird because NASA is a... Pub, is a well, actually, no. Na- that's the thing. NASA's copyrighted. Everything NASA puts out is public domain, though. So you can't use the NASA right. trademark because that's actually patented and is requires licensing. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, she'll probably find him while he's like alone in a workshop or something. He's probably in the. In, in, he's in, probably in the bit in uh, part of the. Uh, what was it? The wherever all the rest of the wherever all the rest of the robot spare parts were kept, probably next to the original computer because there's a lot of other terminals there, which he's probably jacked the radio equipment up to. All right. Uh, and yeah. The- the workshop is actually starting to look pretty clean. The wall Roombas you brought back are uh, starting to do the job some. Oh, nice. I don't. I can already cross off uh, line item eight. <laughs> it doesn't look great. Like, the, the materials are still faded, but you're starting to take some of the dirt and grime off the walls and floor. Excellent. She, when Vespa when steps in and looks around and, and kind of says, it's looking kind of nice in here. Yeah, all those uh, all those cleaning robots we brought in—they're uh, they're doing a lot of they, they're actually doing pretty well. Um, I mean, the maintenance workers are pretty much just constantly emptying their like the dirt canisters or whatever. But one of the cleaning robots starts bumping against your foot and beeping. <sighs> um, hmm. He just dumps it into a and he takes out the thing and dumps it into a bucket. <laughs> it whirs and goes off out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's worse jobs to have. Yeah. Uh, what you work on? Hmm. Uh, I got that. Uh, I got that radio tower. Uh, tie it into the iBot signal. Right now, I'm trying to. I'm trying to see if I can uh, break the encryption sequence. I think I'm gonna need Alex here on this one though. Take that one iBot we still have that's still working and see if we can get it. See if we can get that to run as a, uh, uh, well, as a decoder, basically. Right. As far as I know, she's going back home, though, for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it'll it'll be a bit. But, um, hey, we were able to get some data. Once we can do this, I can probably start trying to figure out where all these iBots are coming from. Or at least see what they're seeing. That's good. Figure out what's up there and whatnot. Yeah. Now we get good enough. Maybe we can start jacking them. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mind if I ask you something? Shoot. Or just talk about something? Go for it. So it's kind of weird, right? I gone. I've I've been through the wasteland, the west, to the east, Midwest areas. Just been all over the place. Most cases, I don't really meet anyone that I'd much give a damn if I ever see again. So it's kind of weird when I do. Well, I mean, how how often do you see a person that you end up seeing again? That's what I mean. Body means a body. Not a lot of people out there I 
give much of a damn if they're still alive or not. Once I'm out of town, it's I'm out of town. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is those two qualifiers apply to you. I don't know what to do or say about that. Huh. I guess, um, cool. I'm not sure. I've kind of spent my whole life to devoting myself to everybody else. So, you know, trying to fix things and impart knowledge and whatever. So, but yeah, I don't know. I've been going around the, been going around the wastes and, you know, helping people out best I can or best as, you know, with the followers best as we can. And I've just never really thought much about, well, and much about me beyond, you know, basic survival context. I think we're all kind of that way. Yeah. Um, well, what do you want to do about it? Hell if I know. This is kind of a foreign thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, the same. Last time I really gave a damn about anybody, I was, I was a little girl. At least gave a damn like this. So I'm a very particular damn. That's your gift. Yeah. Well, if that's weird, then yeah, just disregard it. Nah, nah. I mean, it makes sense. We've been working together for a bit. Yeah. Known each other for longer than we've known most of the rest of the people here. And, you know, for whatever it is, you've kind of settled. I mean, like, literally we've settled. We've, there's a This is a settlement. It's true. So, yeah, I mean, you're making attachments. And actually, like you were saying, once you left the town, you stopped giving a damn. This is a town that you're probably not leaving anytime soon. I can't foresee it now. Although I'd also be hard, I'd also be hard pressed to say that you don't give a damn about anybody once they move on. I mean, I think you can. I think you've given equal amounts of dams to everything, including the panhandlers whenever they come up here. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's just that sort of. Out of sight, out of mind thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, we stick with it. We see where it goes. All right. Probably good to replace some of that, I don't know, jadedness and ennui with something genuine. I ain't had nothing genuine in a long time. Hey, that's what we're trying to fix, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's let's see where that goes. Yeah. And then probably she'll just make casual conversation yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When a PC meets a PC. As... <laughs> 
As the week goes on, you uh, set out a hunting party to go out and catch some big game. As it, as it stands, you actually make a survival check now that I think about it. Sure. Oh, let's see. Survival is going to be plus three. All right, that's your final roll? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, with the help of the hunting party you set out with, which tends to mostly be um, a bunch of random mechanics, if you want, you can bring along some of the people from the, uh, from the juice vault. I mean, really, it's anyone who would want to come along in a hunting party to, hunt, to, to go after a big game. So it's mostly people from the juice vault. <laughs> sure. We do have a lot of they actual are... real weapons. <laughs> That they can accidentally shoot they themselves are, with. She, <laughs> she uh she informs them of how to not kill themselves with their guns. Right. They they are quick learners in that respect. They are not necessarily prepared for the harsh, untamed wilderness, but it's not too long before you find a rad gator and with a concentrated firing line you manage to bring it down. It's probably like a whole day procedure too. Like big game hunting takes takes a while. Yeah. Lots of Fall. luring and trapping and uh, getting into certain positions that are more ideal for you to take it down, etc. Yeah. Following that, you do a little bit of scavenging around Orlando. You find this and that, but at the moment, not anything too particularly interesting to cover. But as you do look for records in the Kismet, te- in the Kismet uh, facilities, you stumble into a break room in one of the visitor centers. And you find a completely unharmed record of Bobby Darren. Ooh, okay. It's yeah, got, is there? It's got most of his hits. Actually, it's a most of the records you would find are probably uh, like two tracks, right? I don't know how records work in this in uh, the Fallout universe. I don't. I mean, records are usually four tracks each side. Yeah, I mean, right. but they're but they're weird, like hollow records. They're they're a few fu- they're uh, future tech that's oh, yeah. styled on fifties tech. So, right, they're whatever you yeah. want them to be. And you got a few a few a few good quality hits, but uh, on the 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 title track on the front side is uh, Beyond the Sea, and the title track on the back side is Mac the Knife. She's actually, like, genuinely excited about this. She's going to go listen to these. Yeah, and it's not too much trouble to get one of the mechanics that picks you up a record player, and it's fairly good quality. Yeah, she just uh, takes a record player. Uh, is there, are there any, like, balconies or something? Uh, yeah, sure, there's balconies. They're mostly, like, closed off to the public, but it's not too much work to pop open the door. Yeah, she'll, uh, she'll just sit on a balcony with, the, uh, with this record player, uh, listening to... Uh, to beyond the sea um and, and uh watching the uh just just watching the the sun go down while probably drinking some kind of alcohol beverage all right there's a bit more of a spring in the step of the people working around the floor of the park alex let's see what happens when we put these discs into the uh into the computer that gives all the commands to the yep. robots <laughs> <laughs> alex head on back to the uh, you head on back to the vault mm-hmm Make me a sneak check. Sure. Uh, plus two. All right. As you make your way back to the vaults, you find you find yourself in a 
making pretty good time considering you're alone compared to before. Mm-hmm. And at one point, you see the Minutemen Vertebird fly over, but with that, but with a roll of plus two, you can make yourself scarce if you don't want them to see you. Uh, which group was the Minutemen? They were the people who picked up Strauss outside of the um, outside of your vault. Uh, yeah, she'll kind of hide since she probably doesn't uh, isn't aware until it's past who it is. So fair enough. She assumes that they it sounded like they respected the fact and weren't gonna that she owned it, weren't gonna raid the vault, but you know. Yeah. And before too much time passes, you make it to the vaults. You have two days of work to to uh, accomplish before the others want you back at the base. Okay. What do you prioritize? Um I guess she'll prioritize I mean, her main priority is to get the get people in working order. I guess she'll prioritize the simpler fixes first, since she doesn't have tons and tons of time. Sure. In that case, you manage to get about five of the members of the vault up and running. They seem to have been restored to their factory standards. And oddly enough, they do not jump into the same combat mode that, uh, that Quint did. Huh. It didn't occur to her that different that she might actually have a variety of types here, even they're all, all the, even though they're basically all made with the same purpose. Yes, uh, the ones you most of the ones you pick up are actually uh, basically menial task robots at their base state, and they start going around and doing chores to the somewhat disrepaired vault. She frowns and wonders if any of them actually managed to, if if any of them managed to avoid being reset. There remains to be seen, but now that you have a better idea of how to fix them, work will only go faster and faster. Right. She also makes it a point to uh, interact with uh, her father a bit, having learned that basically repeated domestic interactions will be what helps recover his memory or at least right. gets him fun- acting similarly to before. Alright. Uh, make me a report check. I will I will use my uh, stunt here. That cool. lets me use crafts instead of rapport when dealing with robots. Very nice. Plus three. Plus three. All right. So you start um you you start you start interacting with him in your familiar vault setting. In fact, it's easy enough to just go back to your former living area where things are pretty much still how you remember leaving them. Yep. And um you at all the points where you're lost for words, you manage to tinge your conversation with uh, bits of machine instruction and stuff like that. To make things go a little bit more smoothly between the two of you. And it's not much, but you notice that by the end of your conversations, he is speaking a little bit less, well, robotically. He seems to be picking up on slang, contractions, stuff like that. He's still not the father you remember, but you can tell he's becoming more human as you speak to him. Now that I think about it, if he raised me, why do I talk different than him? (laughs) 
<laughs> she ponders that for a little bit. <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good question. However, by the time of the second night of work, is going to be about time to head back to Kismet Park. Do you bring him with you? You know what? Yeah. Sure. Oh, and remind me, is it Quint or Clint? Uh, I let me see what I wrote down. I believe it was it was Clint. That you had okay. Is what I wrote down. Clint. All right. Good to know. Yeah, and you make it back fairly quickly, with the same sort of um, with the same sort of pace you made before, since he is certainly not slowing you down. <laughs> yeah, I presumably he's pretty speedy as a military made yeah. robot. <laughs> It, he, it seems clear. Last domestic robot. It seems clear he is matching your pace almost precisely on purpose. That's especially impressive since she's on a scooter. <laughs> he is not slow. <laughs> hmm. I suppose if we had, I suppose if there had been any reason to go on walks outside, I would have noticed something to miss sooner. All right. So you make it back, and we're going to hop back in time for a bit. Lanzo, you lie down yeah. in convalescence for a week? Um, Yeah, there's some stuff I think he needs to do, but a week is a good amount of time to just kind of try not to die. All right. So, Chris, here's a question for you. Shoot. Do you take the time to attend to um, Lanzo's wounds, or do you leave it to the mechanics? If you tend to Lancer's wounds, the uh, radio tower will be slightly lower quality, and it may come up later. Hmm. Let's see. You know, it. Uh, it, it I mean, Lancer's work on himself as well. He does have craft. Yeah. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. If it looks like if if it looks like Lancer can attend to himself, because it it comes. The thing is, it compels it compels two of my aspects to do this, <laughs> to to tend to Lanzo, because <laughs> I have both Doctor of the Waste and Doctor Robot confidentiality, and I guess also I'll repair I'll protect what's yours, but then that one also falls under the radio tower thing and un-American, so it's two aspects to two aspects here with be prepared kind of winning out in favor of the radio tower. <laughs> All right, so you let uh, Lucas and the rest tend to Lancer's wounds with Lancer's help, of course. Yeah, I, I guess I'm guessing Lanzo knows better what he's doing. Um, or Lanzo, Lanzo knows, Lanzo knows where Lanzo knows where he's hurt at least. <laughs> and the maintenance worker, the maintenance check, workers Lance? are pretty good at fixing robots. Um, <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, what's your craft skill at, Lanzo? I believe it's plus one. All right, then the mechanics have you beat. Although it was good enough last time to make a really good pound cake. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you got four on the pound cake. Yes. Wait, it might yeah. be plus two, but I think it's plus one. Do you not write it down in your common skills? He's not a well, computer. It, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just checked it. It's plus one. Okay. So they've got... Um, Plus three, plus your plus one, and they'll roll. All right. They tend to your wounds, and they prevent you from worsening it by any of your moving around. However, they do not actually resolve any of your wounds. That's fine. I figured as much. Yeah. They just do some basic cleaning and maintenance on the uh, cracks in your 
Robo Spine. All right, so it is. Let's call it Sunday morning. Um, did I ever say what season it is? Are there seasons in Fallout? <laughs> um, well, I mean, there's Florida, not really. There are two seasons. Yeah. There is summer, which lasts for about nine months, and then there's spring, which lasts for three. Yeah, and assuming right. assuming that uh, well, spring happens during winter, by the way. Yeah, right. and also assuming that you know uh, that a nuclear war hasn't like. Actually, I'm guessing climate change probably got a lot better because there weren't all these because there was a lot of clouds to reflect sunlight, and there wasn't suddenly a lot less machines were running. It's because uh, Florida has actually uh, had a couple of actually has had a couple <laughs> of years with days of snow. From from a conservationist perspective, it's probably about a wash. <laughs> so. It's a it's a shaping up to be a pretty balmy day, but there's just a little bit of chill to it as uh, you move from the night. And everyone, make me notice checks. Okie doke. Uh, did I just okay? I cl- fucking closed out the fudge roller. <laughs> Good job, Matt. I'm the smartman. Wow, not bad, Matt. Yeah, well, it helps that I have five, that I move notice up to plus three at some point. All right. All right. Uh, what about you, Alex? You are back by now. Oh, all right. For notice? Yeah. Ah, uh, notice is plus three. Plus three? And uh, do we roll for Lanzo? Because he's lying down. I mean, if, if, if you really want to. Or we could just say he doesn't notice. <laughs> he probably doesn't notice anyway. <laughs> that is not a skill on his sheet. All right. So, uh, Vespera, you're a little bit wrapped up in your record listening to uh, notice this coming. But uh, Vespera, or sorry, Chris mm-hmm. and Alex, you start feeling a deep rumble go through the uh, th- go through Kismet Park, and it's getting more noticeable by the minutes. Uh, we'll go uh, go up to the tower and take a look uh, at, on the horizon with some binoculars. Um, or if we manage to jack one of the, if we manage to jack one of the novelty, um, uh, telescopes and remove the coin op part of it <laughs> and stick that up there. <laughs> <laughs> if only there were still coins. I mean, we could have just cracked the case and open it and we just keep shoving coins into it or we just break the coin op mechanism <laughs> so that it just always works. <laughs> All right. Do you go up there with him, Alex? Uh, yeah, she's really concerned about where what is happening with this. In fact, I'm adding that to the All list. All right. There's, like, this she suspects is not normal activity. <laughs> All right. This is going to be in particularly, uh, of particular interest to you, Matt. Oh. There is a gigantic vehicle slowly making its way towards the entrance to Kismet Park. You recognize it, Chris. It's heavily, heavily embellished. There's a, there's a, there's some bus parts on it. There's a bunch of tank parts on it. Uh, there's a bunch of mounted machine guns and various heavy weaponry. 
and the front appears to they, they appear to have just attached the prow of a luxury cruise liner. Oh, Christ, it's one of the fucking bus tanks, isn't it? <laughs> but what it is all in all is a space shuttle crawler transporter. Oh. So it's moving at it's and moving at like a blazing like half mile per hour. And there is a space shuttle lying on it. What the hell? Is it is it upright or is it just like sitting there? It's 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 sitting on its uh, belly. Okay. What's the, what's the phrase for it? Yeah, I think that's the, uh, I think that's the word. I'm not I'm not up on my aviation terminology, but that's probably the thing. <laughs> um, what the hell? What is um? Okay, no, I know this. That's a plane of some kind, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I I read about this uh like a couple hundred years ago that. The United States they made they made a they made a plane that could fly into that could fly into space on a on a long chain of explosions. I didn't think any of them survived. It's it slows to a stop in front of the uh, in front of Kismet Park. The engine shut off with a loud hydraulic hiss. Um okay. This is cool and all, but why is it here? I have no goddamn idea, but we should go down there cuz there's a lot of guns in that thing. All right. Uh All right. Vespera, you know you're on the opposite. You're on the balcony on the opposite side of the castle, but you do hear uh, the loudspeakers on the side of it. Attention, Kismet Protectorate. We would like to speak to your leadership. What? She sits up quickly. Uh, Chris probably comes on over the walkies, just like uh, yeah, Vespa, Lanzo, you guys. Get down here. Yeah, on it. Can Lanzo rise from laying down like vampires do in movies? Rise what, from just your like stalk, Just like stalk yeah, just straight. Stalk pivot, straight, just for thump. <laughs> pivot up off of your heels. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> His eyes blaze to life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vespa's going to uh, just quickly throw on a poncho some variety of hat and her guns and, and run out there yeah you see that there are uh, men manning manning the uh mounted machine guns but they don't appear to be pointing them towards you in any way more setting up a scouting position for any attacks from the sides and um a long uh ladder is extended down how many of the how many of the Kismet Park robots are just on standby with like just in a Mexican standoff with the mounted gun guys? Well, none of them unless yeah. you had Alex put in the. Oh yeah, the, what's the, what tape the are they running right now? Or is it the? I guess they're running the. Um, I guess they're running the I, maintenance the tape. Gar- I, yeah, I think they're running the gardening tape. Or yeah, gardening and harvesting. Possibly. Yeah, that'd probably be the best yeah. one. The, the robots are still chopping away at what remains of the horrible monster plants that were left by the panhandlers. Gotcha. Yeah, they extend down a ladder for all of you. Um, oh, so none of them are coming down. They want us to climb aboard. Yeah. And so we'll go you... first. <laughs> all right, you take your broken spine and you heft it up a ladder. <laughs> clang, clang, clang. And then we have to go up I another avoid ladder. I my spine by just only using my my upper body to climb the ladder. <laughs> Legs just dan- dangling uselessly. Yeah. Um. Maybe I should have spent some more time working on Lanzo. He's fine. He's still fully uh, functional, mostly. 
You'll have your chance after this is done, kid. And she'll go up after Lorenzo. All right. Yep. So there are signs that uh, that point you in the direction of the uh, captain's chambers, and you note and you notice you in, you in particular, Lanzo. Um, one of your algorithms is being triggered. The algorithm from the dinner attorney that uh, allowed you to recognize repeat customers. Basically, you're getting deja vu off of these uh, tank workers. Oh. Chris, they also seem vaguely familiar. Hmm. Well, this place is neat. Alex says is she. Yeah, holy shit! They climbs up. Modified the. They modified the shit out of this thing. It's like a giant mobile fortress. You think it can fly? It's got wings. I mean, it, there was another thing that attached to the bottom of it, and that's that's how it that's how it took off. They they seem friendly, right? They haven't shot us with all their guns, so I'm gonna say yes. Do you think they'll let me fly it? She has she has the most earnestly excited look. Why don't you try vertebrates first? Oh, but. It looks so boring. I'm just gonna tell you again the things I read about this. It 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 flew it flew higher in the sky than than any vertebrate than any other thing, and it did it through a constant chain of explosions. That sounds amazing. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> I think they I think two of uh, two of them actually exploded when they were doing it. Slightly less amazing. But yeah, but they yeah I didn't. Maybe we can maybe we can chat with the captain and see if he can't let us see the engines. All right, I'm back. Christopher, do these men look familiar to you? Yeah, I can't put my finger on it. Um, before James, before you stepped out, I was gonna ask if I can make a contacting roll to see if I can recognize these guys. Yeah, sure. Uh, as I have that really high, may I also do the same? Sure. Oh man, I don't. I rolled a zero. I'm just gonna go ahead and assume Alex does not recognize um, these guys. Unless they're, you do not. Unless they, unless they're, unless they're followers of the apocalypse, in which case I get a plus two, and then my roll I'm would pretty be a sure plus two. They're a combination of the crews from the like sand crawlers that Lanzo beat up. Yeah, they, they refitted uh, something into the bus. I got, I got a plus six on contacts. All right, with a plus six. I will say you won't recognize these people, but you will recognize some characters that are coming up. Okay. And Lanzo, uh, uh, you, you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the fucking bus. Yeah. So you're led through the, you're led through the inner chambers of it, up several flights of stairs. Suddenly, the um, inside of the deck changes swiftly to the interior of a luxury cruise liner, as you find the hastily welded and bolted together halves. <laughs> but it seems to be pretty stable. You see the, uh, as you look out the windows on the sides, you see the wings of the space shuttle jutting slightly off to one side. Huh. Yeah, and you are led to the captain's quarters. Or, sorry, not the quarters, the uh, the helm. Did they like repurpose the controls into into the old cruise liner controls or what? So as you enter, as you enter the um, the helm, you, Chris, and you, Lanso, and you, Vespera, all recognize 
that's these are the former heads of uh, a nomadic gang of bus people. Uh, Lanzo or Lanzo or Chris, you can give uh, you can give th- that part of your backstory if you like now. Um, in what in in which way Wait, do you want me to give it? Like you can just give a short description of what happened if you like. Yeah, let me find that. Let me find that one again. Oh yeah, I forgot I called it the Sandlands. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, in part in his uh, journey from the West Coast, uh, Chris went uh, Chris used the service of a uh, of a ragtag group of mercenaries in an enormous armored vehicle they called the bus. Uh, he only discovered after he began his journey with them that they were foolhardy and had an outstandingly aggressive captain figure. Uh, and they met with an with a with a rival bus company and got into uh got into a major scuffle, which was resolved by. <laughs> Lanzo came and found two behemoths fighting in the desert, and slew them both, which resulted in um. They they ended up both parties having to use parts from each other's vehicles to make one slightly larger vehicle so everyone can make out of the desert alive. (laughs) Thus learning the power of friendship and cooperation. Also, I realized I could have called this, I could have just called this adventure Desert Bus. (laughs) God damn it. It was Uh. an eight hour trip to Reno. (laughs) Tucson to Las Vegas. Right. So, you notice the, um, you notice that the that there are two people in the helm driving the place, both wearing um, captain's hats they seem to have found somewhere. It's a man and a woman, and you recognize them as the uh, drivers or leaders, so to say, of the uh, two bus clans. And you also notice that the wheels they have set into the front that drive the thing are the original wheels from the uh, the bus. Um, hello? We're responding to your uh, hail. Uh, they turn around in their seats and they smile at you. Um, and the, um, the the woman of the two of them stands up and comes over to shake your hands. Yeah, he uh, yeah, shakes it heartily. It is wonderful to see you again. Indeed, I'm surprised to see you guys out this far. Um, indeed, things have gone pretty good for us, really. Yeah, yeah, you guys have really uh, traded up. Yeah, we we ran down to uh, we ran down to Houston and we found this thing lying around. It actually took very little time to get it fixed up. Oh, that's lucky. Wait, fixed up? Do you mean it works? I think they're talking about this vehicle, not the. Uh, although I saw the, the 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 space vehicle on top, the space shuttle. Oh yeah, that old Did thing. That... Nah, that thing's fucked. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah, was it just was it just up there? Would you want to push it off? Yeah, fair. Anyway, it seems like there was some um, up and coming private launch pad down there. Just had this lying around. Huh. Well, what brings you guys down to our neck of the woods? Well, our benefactor asked us to stop over here. He's somewhere on the ship. He'll come by whenever he feels like it. There's a slight look of annoyance on her face. Eccentric guy? You could say that. Anyway, uh, we're here to ask for your help. Uh, sure, I guess. Um, 
What 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 help do you need? I mean, first things first. She sort of eyes uh, Lance warily. He's not gonna break everything, is he? I uh, no. As, he's... as long as I have no reason to, I will not. Okay. Take it you two got a history. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, the last time he broke everything was because you guys were, you know, opening up on each other with heavy machine guns and laser cannons. Uh, both the, the both of them laugh together. Um, the man turns around in his seat, and hey, everyone, give me a notice check. Sure. I'll give you a notice. I got check. plus three. I mean, are they married now? Did Lance cause love to bloom on the battlefield? <laughs> I got a plus one. I got a plus one. God damn it, Josh. So, uh, <laughs> Chris. Yeah. You notice that they're wearing wedding bands. <laughs> <laughs> Alex does not understand this strange concept. Uh, did your mother and father not wear them? They had an open relationship. <laughs> they weren't bound by the archaic idea of monogamy. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm bullshitting we're watching, for we're, uh, Just a machines, vocal swing of robots. My, my father's machines robot. Were not, Machines were not made to follow your human customs of monogamy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, uh, congrats. Had I known, I would have brought you. a... Had I known, I would have brought a uh, bottle of jungle juice. <laughs> so I suppose it's time to introduce ourselves properly. Um, Johan and Rosalina Smith. Oh, it's a pleasure to uh, be reacquainted. Pleasure to meet y'all. I'm the exile. Hmm. Sir Lancelot. Uh, although, when you called me Lancelot, at your service. Why didn't you give them your actual name? <laughs> she says what? to Ves- to Vespera. Oh. It's complicated. She shrugs. Um, I'm Alex. They smile and nod. Rosalina walks around, looks out the window. I'll give it to you straight. We've been driving this thing for a long time. And it has been a struggle. There are 12 different tank engines incorporated into this design. All running on slightly different uh, fuel needs. You may have noticed the large number of tank treads on the bottom. Yeah, this thing looks like it could carry, I don't know, thousands of tons of everything. Yeah, it's been quite useful for that. In fact, this thing is more or less a merchant vessel now. Yeah, I'm curious to... uh, How much do you even make on trades, though? Are you offsetting all your fuel costs? Well, the fuel hasn't been a huge problem until just recently. You see, we managed to get a few of the old hydrogen fuel cells working, but it's not lasting. Hmm... It's getting less and less efficient by the day. Right. Well, I suppose everything runs out eventually. So, what do you need from us then? We're not exactly. We um, don't exactly have a surplus on uh, fusion cells. We want Lanso to run in a, in a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Put a picture of the black king in work. front of it. <laughs> no. See, we need you to find us a power source, and we know exactly where you're going to find it. Oh. All right. Well, I guess the the question I gotta ask then is, 
Why is? Word has been traveling fairly quickly. And it seems that you're a, a group of people that can get things done. We are. But y'all in a tank. That we are. However, a tank is not going to be very helpful for uh, what we need to resolve here. Well, I assume if it's in good working condition, whatever power source you found is indoors somewhere. Yes. Far indoors. Did you find another vault? Not a vault. A bunker. Uh, I was about to guess. Alright. Where's this bunker? It's actually not far north of Orlando. It's uh, next to a former bombing range. Alright. That's another reason we're going to have trouble going up there. We run over one unexploded landmine or piece of ordnance, then, uh, well, we pop a tread. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you're SOL. Basically. Alright, All right, well, if you got the if you got the coordinates, we can make uh, we can try and make a run for it. You see, there's one more complication to this. Are you familiar with the Minutemen? Uh, a bit, yes. Mm-hmm. We've run into them that a couple of times. The, that bunker would be their HQ. Oh. You want us to go in and steal their power source? Uh, yes. The, uh, the power source is a small individualized nuclear reactor at the base of the bunker. That's going to prove to be a the bit one more difficult. They... We're having trouble with. Yeah, they went and took that scientist to keep it working. Right. Out of character. I am failing to see how this is even vaguely in our best interest. You haven't asked them what they're willing to give you in exchange. Yeah. So you're. Yeah, yeah. That's what oh, yeah that was. I mean, we were going to get to that. Vespa just says like, now doing that would make enemies out of the Minutemen. Yeah, and they are. For oh, us. They are a very in the long. They are a very highly armed, militarized, and capable organization to whom we don't really want to become bitter enemies. Yes, but our benefactor is willing to offer you something very, very compelling. What would that? Uh, is it a fate I hope so. <laughs> What are you spending? What about fate he points? He said he's, he's willing to offer you something very compelling, and so Josh said, "Is it a fate point?" Uh, <laughs> now we know you have ties with the Brotherhood of Steel. That's where we first heard about you. All right. So maybe it's better if we uh, have the man himself tell you what he's offering. They go. They both go sit back down at the helm. They speak into an intercom system. Uh, sir, they're here, and they'd like to hear your offer. Alright, and, uh, with that, a, uh, a, uh, Protectron will come in the, uh, oh, back of the room. <laughs> so he comes out. Hello, gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies. Hello. Oh, welcome to the Afternoon. bus. And have you told them about our dilemma? Uh, they have. You were, good, uh, good. They said that you were going to come down and give us an offer that's worth making enemies of a militarized organization. 
Absolutely. But first, I'm Vanderbilt. Nice to meet you. Alex will extend nice a hand. You. Chris Yao. I'm Alex. Followers of the Apocalypse. Exile. She tips her hat. Yeah, Lance introduces himself like before. That's how long I know if people. Does he play? Does Does he have like a? Uh... He doesn't seem to notice the handshake. Yeah. What's that? Uh, I was just gonna say, does Lanso have uh, does Lanso have like an MP3 of a herald before he introduces himself? Just some like a little fanfare plays. Yes. Yeah. Well, and yes, I'm going to offer you something truly unique, absolutely unique, probably the only functioning spaceship in the world. The yeah, motions to the space shuttle. Wait, it, it I heard. I heard. Function? I heard that was SOL. Yeah, the driver said that thing was the driver said that thing was shit. Well, I don't have any use for it. Well, it is the only one. Yeah, it's of little use to someone bound to the ground. It would take, no doubt, an experienced hand to get it working and potentially launch it. But I mean, how the hell would we even fuel it? Presumably the same way they fueled it when it was originally sent. Ain't that kind of fuel laying around? Well, I mean, there might be. I think they did it by they did it by electrolysis and water, but it electrolysis of water, but it'd be it'd be complicated. I mean, I think they needed a factory to build a fuel tank for it. I mean, it's I'm. Uh, we came from the ruins of Houston. Uh, there was little left there, but perhaps the people at Canaveral can fix it. Either way, it's no doubt invaluable to them. Hmm. So you're offering us a so you're offering us a major chip that we could use to bargain with another with uh, another organization. Or well, whatever you would choose to do with it is your prerogative. Or we could fix it and fly it. I do. Yes. Oh, I like you. I will say that it. I will say that it's probably about the. It's probably about one of the rarest collectibles in the rarest rarest things to collect in the wasteland but again we have to we have to weigh this against very practical needs and taking this fuel source from the minutemen we're going to be uh, we're going to be faced with a veritable army one which we do not know which one which we do not know the scale uh, do not know the scale of but know that they are better armed and probably better trained than we are that is quite possible but you're developing a reputation in the area or so i've heard we are, and reputation. Some of our for... scouts had a run-in with a rather colorful character. Which... Did he say, "Oh yeah"? Or is it a different color? Yes, yes, likely. Now I would say that we yes. barely made contact with the Minutemen before they they started to make uh, crazy claims about how we had stolen these uh, parts from the rightful owners we didn't even get around to discussing any issue of trade yes i well i believe i believe by the ancient laws of the land that you technically you, you do fall into eminent domain here probably that sounds like the law that works um it's good enough for me i ain't no raider the minutemen ain't done me wrong are you comfortable with a heavily armed bunch like that just a little bit away? 
I mean, I wouldn't say we're exactly comfortable by it, but we don't. We I don't exactly want to find another need to provoke them at the moment. Now they seem to respect at least Alex's claim. That's true. Uh, on the alt fay, and we got a claim here. But I guess if they're concerned about the original owners, would they say that we took this place? I mean, sure, we don't really know where the original owner is. Or if they were concerned about the original owners, sentence. if they were concerned about that, I would just introduce him to the king. You know, that's a good point there. He's given us sanction to, to live here. But yes, the, the point does stand that there is a... there is. So... Here's the here's the issue that here's the issue that we're facing. If we take this power source, and they, uh, the issue that we're facing is we need to be able to take this power source, but not give them any indication that we're involved, because if they know that they're going to come in for retaliation, and power source or power source or not, we know that they're we know that they have actual military vehicles that they can use against us, which we're. We've got a fair number of weapons, but we're not really equipped to deal with uh, to deal with VTOL aircraft. So the yes, well, the, so here's that... the, so here's the thing. Here's the here's the counter proposal we could here's the counter proposal we can make for you, since I believe that since I believe that you are you are uh, this you and this vehicle are very very capable of defending yourselves, so long as you don't have to go into their domain. If you can provide, if you can provide a, if you can provide some sort of uh, notice that it was that it was some that it was some agents of yours that procured their that procured their uh, their nuclear cell, and the heat does, and none of and none of the heat comes on us for this. That's about the only point. That's that's about the only condition in which we'd be able to even have the space shuttle long enough to consider it before you know. Because the other option is we we do this we get the space shuttle and before we have a chance to even admire it we're all just destroyed. Oh, we could do that perhaps after we've moved on a little bit. Because I do see your argument here in that we're developing a reputation and if we have something if we have other things that are reputation worthy that may in they may interest I don't know. That may interest other benefactors in coming to us. After all, you heard about us and you decided to come here. Maybe there'll be some people that are interested in staying. I guess one question I gotta ask. Why is it more important for you to have this power source than for them? He just looks at you blankly. Trade, espionage, thievery, all that sort of side. They already stake their claim on their thing. Their power source. You gotta give me a good reason. And my claim is just as legitimate as theirs. Is it? I doubt they stole theirs. Yes, what theirs. claim do they have to it? I doubt they stole There is it. not Sorry. a piece of property in existence right now that has not been stolen multiple times over. Just because you've held it for a while doesn't make it any less stolen. Perhaps so. But this would be a matter that we'd have to, that, that we'd have to gun our way out or gun our way in. And we'd be reduced to nothing better than raiders. Or steal it or negotiate with them. I don't care. Negotiation is the best that we could... We, we, we you respect talk. your self-interest and I will respect mine. Negotiation is the best we can offer. 
I ain't going in and gunning down a bunch of people just to steal their stuff. Well, well, if we're not going to, I mean, even if, even if our option was to gun our way in, we'd be destroyed in the process. They, the, again, they outnumber us and they out and they outgun us. Right. And most importantly, Lance is already hurt. If he wasn't, he could probably do it by himself. I wonder Remember if devouring screaming souls. I wonder what they're doing anyway. I saw them. I think I saw one of their vertebrates go by on my way. All on my way earlier. It would have been what four or five days ago now. Look, if you don't want to help, that that's fine. That's your prerogative. We'll we'll try to find someone who will. Is this the only power source that'll work? We'd come here hoping that one of the other crawlers were working at Canaveral, but it does not seem to be the case. Yeah, I'm guessing a couple In centuries of... In this region, as far as we can tell... A couple centuries of sea air probably didn't do them much good. Yes, this one was in a desert. These were near the ocean. Yeah. And also, it's for a for a power source that powers this kind of vehicle, how large how large a cell are we talking here? Well, it is it's portable. The cell, as we understand it, is to is roughly three feet by three feet. Huh. That can well, because I don't know much. We could attempt to parlay, I suppose. That seems our best bet. <sighs> But what would we? Okay, but yeah. What what would we offer? What would we offer them for their only power source at that point? Um, I would also say, in a, in addition to this, if you could, uh, if we if we if we take on this if we take on this job and we go for their power source, and I also add the stipulation that you uh, you you also help spread the word of uh, that that Kismet Park is a safe place in the wasteland. Sure, we can spread rumors. Rumors are cheap. All right. Well, I mean, everything's cheap one way or another. So right now we're on the we're on the we're on the idea of the space shuttle, and if it if it comes down to if it comes down to some sort of aggressive action. You guys will take you guys will take the fallout provided that we're able to acquire your uh, your power source so that it doesn't so that it does not in fact come to it does not come to a battle between us and them because that is a battle we won't win. You might be surprised. They're for the birds actually have tinfoil. From from all of our research, they seem to only have one vertebrate, and it's out most of the time. And beyond that, the bunker is very small, so they try to keep people as few people in it as possible. Oh, I'm not talking about shooting our way in. I'm saying if they know it's us, and they because they know where we are. True enough, but I wouldn't be surprised if they decided maybe they want to expand a little bit. You know. Mm. Yes, we've had reports of other people in the area being raided by them. Those people from that island. From the island? Yes, uh, yes, Cuba. Oh, 
Really? They're all the way down there? They went and raided them? Or wait, no. There's the the army. The the the, so the, might, the, the, the Miami's know. is about two hours away. But yeah, the okay, yeah, the Cuban yeah. Free Army, right. We did some work for them. So To what ends? Are they just Cuban Free Army has other sources of fuel and weapons. Maybe we should look into them a little bit. Like, what's the dead what's the deadline you're looking for on this? We'll need some, because regardless, we'll need some time. We'll need some time to stake this out and fig, and figure out the logistics of this before just go before going into action. Uh, he looks at the captains. How long do you think we could manage? They look at some readings on the on the dashboard. Well, we stopped here a very long time, but. I'm sure you want to keep moving on to our next trade destination, so a week, maybe? Uh, Fair enough. We can spare a week. All right. Also, uh, I can't conjure any kind of power source, but I'm pretty handy with machines. If you let me take a look, if there's other repairs that need to be done, I can help out with those. Unfortunately, the things are in perfect condition, just they seem to be wearing out from perfect condition faster and faster. All right. All right. Well, give us a week then. We'll stake it out. I'll investigate to see if the rumors are true that they are, in fact, raiders and marauders. And I'll see if I can get in touch with, uh, I'll see if the Cuban Free Army has a, has a radio that we can contact. Be faster than going down to Miami. Yes, yes. Uh, let us know your decision before then, please. Sure. We'll have to pursue other business opportunities if you're going to be declining. We'll figure. We'll get our situation figured out as quickly as possible. Very good. And he waves and uh, heads out of the uh, room, leaving the captains. All right, I can give I can give you our frequency. We'll be around. Yeah, sure. They swap radio frequencies. Come to the end of the week, we should be around here. All right, sounds like a plan. We'll let you know as soon as we can. Johan nods and uh, leans into the intercom and shouts something indistinct. And there's some mumblings from off um, around the around the bus, as they call mm-hmm. it. And uh, the engine started up again. Espa will tip her hat and excuse herself from the vehicle. Yeah. All right. Well, so Will doesn't have a hat to tip. He leaves. <laughs> Tips his but head. Little... Crack. Oops. <laughs> Just falls off. He picks it up. No, it's a dollar hand. But yeah, once they're out of earshot, uh, Lanza will let it known in probably flowery language that I'd use that he will he will not be relegated to the role of a common sneak thief, uh, nor will he allow an assault on an innocent duchy or whatever. I'm watching you, sneak thief. But if it can be proved that these guys are in fact barbarians and bandits. 
then that's a different story. Vespa nods to that. Um, All right, well, that's, it's up to us to do some investigation then, eh? I. At this point, uh, Carmichael actually meets you near the base of the ladder. Brother Carmichael. Rather, he's... Hello there. Oh, hey. Good to see you again. Yes, you too. What's all this about? Uh, some people rolled up with, uh, with details on a job. I see. We're considering, we're, we're going to look into the logistics of it and consider whether or not it's worth our time. Although I guess we could, uh, I guess you could be of some assistance here. Sure. What's the job? The, uh, well, uh, the, what, did the bus company have a name? Uh, they just call themselves the bus. Uh, the bus, uh, is, uh, he points to the, the behemoth lumbering off. Just. Yes, I see it. Yeah, it's running out of, it's running out of fuel, um, or it's fuel cells, it's fuel sources are depleting. They offered us, uh, they offered us some, uh, some services as well as, uh, as well as the vehicle on top, which we could probably trade with, uh, with the, uh, boys down at Cape Kennedy. Or we could fly it. He looks after the, uh, looks after it and looks at the okay. top of it, and his eyes go wide. Which is impressive you because they're do... behind a helmet. <laughs> yeah, you can see it through the, <laughs> the visor. through the half-shaded, yeah, the tinted visor. Oh my lord. You do realize that the Brotherhood of Steel would go to war for such an opportunity. Yeah, no, I didn't think any of those things survived. Neither did we. That's why we ran down there in the first place. So here's the so here's the deal. They're, that and they're the, that and the master is a bit of a weirdo. So here's the deal. They're offering they're offering us that as well as uh, as well as some other services. If we can go, if we can if we can procure for them the power the the uh, fusion generator from the camp of the Minutemen. I see. Or presumably something similar, though it doesn't sound like there's a lot like that around. Yeah. I don't think I don't think portable I don't think portable fusion reactors are exactly uh, well we haven't exactly been tripping over them. Um, we would likely need that doctor as well if they wanted to keep it functioning. It seems that his knowledge is somewhat integral in keeping it going. Well, that's not part of the deal. Well, so we need you might want any to... information you have about the Minutemen and the Cuban Free Army would be most helpful. Especially, also anything, well, yeah, Minutemen and the Cuban Free Army are the main ones. Well, I'm not much yeah. of a scribe, which is why I'm not running after them, begging them to leave the shuttle behind, but, uh... Well, if you have any, if you have any ideas of, uh, nearby settlements, uh, We also have a, we also... Possibly, um, if it's if it's of interest to the Brotherhood, um, I don't know your radio frequency, but we do have a, we do have a functional broadcasting system now. Ah, very with nice. With some encryption, if you want to get in touch with any of you, with any of yours back at the headquarters, if we're going to very with well. any of Jaboys. See, you might want to consider this deal if you want to keep. Hmm, sort of shakes his sort of shakes his head and thinks for a moment. Well. The Minutemen and I, and us, have had somewhat strained relationships recently. 
Yeah, we heard that they're uh, we heard that they have been conducting raids on other settlements and other factions. Out of character. During that pause after he said that, I had to fight every urge in my body not to say elaborate, but like a Dalek. <laughs> um, Vespa just says, well, I'd like to know about the sort of conflicts you're having, because really all it comes down to is a matter of ethics. From what we hear... Actually getting in and getting the device wouldn't be so hard. But we ain't raiders. Well, I can tell you what their normal MO is. Alright, shoot. They consider themselves the uh, the prime inheritors of American technology. So, essentially... Well, one of the we heard word that one of the raids they had on Cuban territory, they essentially called ahead of time and said that the Cuban Free Army were invaders on Native American soil and they were going to raid back everything that they had taken from their beloved country. So they have effectively started a war with the Cuban Free Army. That's how it seemed, but as it turned out, it just sort of turned out to be raiding parties where they took this and that. But interestingly enough, they never took anything that was uh, brought in from Cuba proper. They seem to have very, very strong personal property rights. Right. The bu- yeah, the bus company was telling us that they were immediately turned down because they were told that they had stolen the crawler. Right. That's one of the things that worries me about them. They had eyes on Cape Canaveral, which, well, is honestly one of the most iconic parts of old America. And he looks around at Kismet Castle. Speaking of iconic. You think they really would come after here? If they thought they could, they might. Especially if they uh, see a point of weakness. And especially if you keep building it up like this. Hmm. So even though we have uh, what I'm pretty sure is a viable uh, eminent domain claim, they would still... You think they'd still come after us? I mean, I guess they've been coming after everybody else that has been otherwise peaceably been using technology. Right. It's possible they only saw it as a lost cause in the past because it was heavily irradiated. But if you consider that the uh, the GEC is uh, naturally American technology, you can see why they might feel like they have a claim on it. Even if they don't try and claim the park itself, you, they might try and take the GEC, huh? Right. That, that, at the very least, was an American governmental project. Mm. And they'd be willing to kill for these things? I think they already have. They've killed, <laughs> they've, they've killed for similar. Then, so have a lot of us, really. So if it came into this, if it came into the course of this scrap, so our plan is to try and get it, try and get in and get out without anybody noticing or with as few people noticing as possible. But there's always a chance that that there's always a chance that this will be tied back to us. Now we've come we've come with the bus company to try and have them take the heat for us if it comes down to that. But if it also comes down to if it also comes down to it, uh, as we're assisting, as we're if we can if we uh, allow the if we allow the Brotherhood a joint claim on the on the space shuttle, which I'm guessing is invalid, which which you have said is invaluable to your scribes. If such a oh, if yes. such a conflict if such a conflict were to occur, could we be could we be assured of your support? 
if you get us that space shuttle, we will acquiesce to almost any demand. That is immeasurably important to our cause. You can speak to our master if you like. He will be extremely happy to hear that such a thing still exists. Hmm. That actually might be a good idea. I'm Indeed. on board for for going after these guys and taking their power source. From what it sounds, they're just a bunch of marauders and raiders themselves hiding behind a, a false excuse. So, Well, every villain's the hero of his own story. Yep. Yep, it's true. Well, except for super so, crime and Killerella. Lord, super crime away! <laughs> oh, my knees! <laughs> so, how about I go meet with your master? I'll try and arrange some kind of deal well, while these guys work on recon. Well, it's a fair bit east. It might be better if you just use your new radio to talk to. Yeah, him. if you can, if you can key us into your signal and your encryption key, we could, uh, we could try and have a conversation that way. Well, I guess that works instead. Saves me the walk. Mm. The great war is coming, Brother Carmichael. Your order's assistance would be greatly helpful. Yes, I think you've also, you may have also noticed all of the iBots that are coming from unknown sources. Let me be perfectly clear. I cannot speak for my order in the strongest sense, but knowing the motives of my master, if you give us that space shuttle, we will be your undying allies. Like skeletons? Uh, like yes, yourself. like skeletons, Lance. Out. No, <laughs> not like skeletons. <laughs> well then, I... Um, I believe that... Uh... I think that's I think that's a deal then, uh, with one with one slight contingent. If you do manage to get if you do manage to get the space shuttle up and running again, uh, there is a member of our party who would wish to be on its maiden voyage. I see. I don't know what the likelihood of that is. I I I don't know how I don't know how, if that thing's if that thing's even going to go into space without just exploding. Fair enough. But. If it comes to that, if it comes to that, there is a member of our party to, to, he says, nodding to Alex, who really just wants to ride in it. I can pitch it. Or you can pitch it. We'll pitch it. Just. Sure, yeah. Um, give us the frequency and we'll get, we'll get in touch with the master. Sure thing. And he gives you an encrypted frequency. Alright, I guess we, uh,. We uh, hail them. Dial, we we dialed them up with I don't know what I don't know ham radio terminology. That's so literally um, he says hail. That's how he says hi. Yeah. All right, and uh, you you are sent to a very confused sounding man. Um, hello. Hello. This is uh this is Chris Yao of uh, Kismet Park. Uh, we were given this frequency by uh, by the by uh, one of the brothers, uh, Nathan Carmichael. Ah, uh, yes, Carmichael. He's the envoy to Kismet Park. Yes, he's he's been telling us interesting things about it. Yes. Um, well, I have another interesting point to add. There is a. Um, I'm not certain how uh, how 
uh, far you, the eyes of your organization see, but there is a company that has come to the park recently uh, that just refers to themselves as the bus. Um, uh, yes, they trade with us. Yes, and you've, have you seen their newest vehicle then? I have. They came looking for parts for it. Yes, well... They've offered us a very, they've offered us a very lucrative, uh, a very lucrative deal that may benefit both us and you. You see, they're I they're see. running in, they're running out of parts for their vehicle, and they've contracted us to get a uh, to retrieve a fusion generator from the Minutemen. I see. Now, that would be no easy task. Indeed, but in exchange for it, they're in exchange for it, they're going to offer they they're willing to trade us the space shuttle. They what? That's right. They will give us the space shuttle. We've 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 uh, we've uh, tentatively agreed to it because it's a. Uh, I mean, it makes sense that they get rid of it. It 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 has no use to them. Oh my lord! And you you hear the shuffling of a chair as if he's walking to another half of the room, and you hear him cackle. After a few seconds of that, he sits back down. This is amazing. This is astounding news. Yes, uh, Carmichael said that your said that your scribes would would be uh, incredibly interested in it. Forget the scribes. I'm incredibly interested in it. Well then, um, so there's a couple of things. As you mentioned, this is a incredibly dangerous operation to us. Now we're not requesting right. any. We're not. We're willing. Uh, we're not requesting any direct assistance in this, but what we are offering is if we retrieve this, we're willing for for uh, your assist for your uh, for your assistance. Uh, we're well. Let me just put it clear. We're proposing a trade and a uh, a trade and a uh, a manpower alliance of sorts in exchange uh, in exchange for the space shuttle. Some form of defensive treaty. Yes, that would be that would be the best way to put it, because we're not certain. Agreed. Okay, um, there is one stip there is one minor stipulation. Um, I'm not certain what your purposes are, but there is a person in our group who, um, who if the shuttle becomes if the shuttle becomes once again functional, has requested to uh, take requested to take part on on the maiden voyage. I'm I'm uh, I'm also very good with machines. I could maybe even help fix it if you wanted. It's uh... yeah. She's uh, she's also our uh, our main resident mechanic, uh, roboticist, and uh, well, one of our machinists. I appreciate the offer, but I've been studying these things for a very, very long time now. And I'm sorry. Allow me to introduce myself properly. We're going to make such a deal. My name is Grandmaster Bell. Um, Chris, make me a science check. Okay. Uh, oh, I have that. Good. good. Uh, I got a five. <laughs> oh my god. Did Alexander Graham Bell learn how to like increase his life indefinitely? That is not what this role is for. Maybe he did. Maybe he did not. But that is not related to the situation at hand. Okay, Grandma. Okay, I got... Well, it might be related, but not directly. I got a five on my roll. Yeah. Um, you remember reading through some old space books that um, in May 5th, 1961, the first human in space was Captain Carl Bell of the U.S. Air Force. He did a circumnavigation of the globe in low orbit and died upon the capsule's crash. 
in the space capsule Defiance 7. Was he survived by a child? Right, they couldn't use they couldn't use the word mercury or valiance. <laughs> um actually, actually the Virgo 2 lunar, lunar lander was named the Valiant 11. <laughs> You know that too. With your plus yeah, five, <laughs> you wouldn't happen to be related to uh, former Air Force Captain Carl Bell, would you? Why, yes, I would. A Bell was the first man in space, and a Bell will be the last man in space. That sounded more ominous than you probably meant it to. Yes, maybe. Nevertheless, I'm willing to agree to all of these demands in exchange for the space shuttle delivered safely and securely to our base at Cape Canaveral. Certainly. We can probably, if we get the power source, we can probably arrange with the bus company to deliver it to deliver it to you. Wonderful. We're, and I believe that there should be some devices around this building that can take a shuttle off of a carrier. I certainly hope so. They think there were devices there that put it on. Right. It would make sense. Makes a whole lot more sense than putting it on a plane. I've seen pictures of that. Yes, it's uh. Well, it 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 only it, it it its engines only take it into space. I'm assuming they couldn't point it sideways and have it fly at space speeds across the country. Ah, no matter. We can try to improve on bad design later. Well then, um. With that in mind, uh, I guess we can't exactly shake on the agreement, but we do have a verbal agreement here he uh, he's he presses a button near the intercom and uh you can hear the clicking of a door i say this in the full faith of the the full faith and trust of the brotherhood of steel i grandmaster bell in the presence of my head scribe do agree to in exchange for the delivery of one space shuttle a defensive and trade treaty with the kismet park protectorate and Chris looks around to the rest of the the rest of the board individuals, I guess. <laughs> the, the rest of the leadership of the of the Kismet Park Directorate, Protectorate, not Directorate. I motion that Directorate agree to these terms. Yes. Uh, Alex looks up at the rest of you. Like a lot of this is a wee bit over her head. Someone I'll agree here, and then we need to vote on it. Yes, Alex. Do you do you agree to the terms of a of an alliance in exchange for the space shuttle? Uh, I suppose you get to fly on it once. Okay then. All right. Motion passed. We are. Uh, we also agree to the terms of this contract. Very good. Grandmaster Bell. <laughs> Grandmaster Bell outs, and the radio goes to a staticky hush. All right. And and on that note. I'm going to call an end to the session. Yeah, the next session is going to be okay. a lot of planning. <laughs> yeah. So, I just Lancet was going to propose that we get a table for when we need to make more formal decisions, and he just suggests that maybe a round one would be. Well, best. Yeah, a round one, so that nobody's directly in charge. <laughs> they get a square yeah. table, and they find him sneaking in the night with a jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. A perfectly square table would work for us. All right, all right. Because none of us are at the head of it. Then, the, 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 who who are the rest of us in terms of the knights? Or will you well, are the new knights? Before we get into that, um, uh, what's the milestone here? I think this is a minor milestone. Uh, this, 
this this one is going to be one more minor milestone. There will be a larger milestone once the deal is completed. Okay. All right. What's the name of the session? The bus. <laughs> the bus. Okay. All right. Let me just. How about okay. get bust? <laughs> what the bus? What the bus? <laughs> oh, Cape Canaveral or bus? Uh, maybe next session. <laughs> so. There's a really silly thing we can do here, it occurs to me. All right. But as, uh, as we stand now, <laughs> good night, Internet. Thank you for good listening. Night, Internet. Good night, Internet. Good night, Internet.